0: Hello! Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Kicking off this podcast, always brought to you by Kent CBD. Now go to www.kentcbd.org to get yourself some top quality CBD products. As you know, CBD helps with all manner of different things. Helps with depression, anxiety, PTSD, sleep disorders, drinking disorders, a lot. I use, it. <clears throat> I use it for my aches and pains, my muscles and joints with the muscle rub, but I also use the drops before every show to help lower my anxiety levels. So, make sure you do it and get yourself 10% off while you're there. Put in the promo code Zero at checkout for 10% off.
1: You are welcome.
0: Now, this episode is a great one. I am joined by a serving member of the British Army, part of 16 Air Assault. Not only that, he's a madhead. He runs ultra-marathons, 100-mile-plus runs, and just a overall top guy. So without further ado, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast, Mick Hill. Check it out.
1: Mr. Hill, welcome to Hello. the
0: a Podcast. Thanks for coming on,
1: mate. My absolute pleasure. It really is my absolute pleasure. I've been um, following you on Insta for a while, um, but I also listened to a few of the podcasts on Spotify, and then I recently caught the um, the kind of intro to the podcast that you put up on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. A while back, love it. Like I love the. Uh, that's why I was following you in the first place. To be honest, like I love the vision and, and what you're doing. It kind of resonates with me a lot. Um so well done on getting getting it going and uh thanks for having me on. I do appreciate it. Oh, no, fa- thank you for
0: coming on. The, I'm not very good at taking compliments, but thanks very much. Yeah. No, I'm the same, but that's why I like
1: doing that. I, I give me a compliment because I hate it. I got this. cheers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the oh, same. thanks for well, every that. every now and again it's good, it's good <laughs> to
1: share. It's good to it's good to let people know that what they're what they're doing is appreciated. And uh and yeah. worth it's um on with, it's
0: ever so. it's ever growing. It's um
1: it's a work in progress. No, I'm in no rush. Do you know what I mean? It, everything's a work in progress, though, isn't it? Like yeah, definitely. You can't all I, you know that stuff where you, t- you try and figure out that you've you've nailed something or you're good at something, it's not true, is it? It's not like a real thing. Um, because I am like I'm a monk. Like, I'm still I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out this life, never mind never mind what i'm doing with myself it's hard enough isn't it so now nah, mate just a big big congrats to you it looks it's going well so the it. future will only be good it is it is so it's, it's always on the up it's always on the
0: up and like you said everything's a work in progress and um, well life is a work in progress so you, you don't want to just settle you got to you got to yeah. adapt and and change and and do things that suit you we will we'll take as as we're both big huge advocates for mental health and i think it's mental health men's mental health awareness week or mm-hmm. month or other yes yeah, it's, it's that time of year again yeah well it should be every day in my opinion but that's that's my that's that's my thoughts on it but if you if you take that for an example like i, I used to struggle quite a lot like and it's it's no secret like everybody knows now the podcast has been out for long enough and uh I took to learning and changing and observing and trying to sponge off as many mm. like-minded people as I could, but also people that are far more intelligent than me that understand how the brain works and things like that. Because I was, I was I was using antidepressants, which isn't a, which isn't a problem. If people out there are using them, fucking feel free. You know what I mean? If it helps you, it helps you. But for me, well, it's, be, it's like I said, uh, when I first stop stopped taking them, I, I didn't like feeling numb. I liked, I liked the feeling of being sad. I liked the feeling of being happy. But when I was on these little white tablets to get me through the day, I was, I was numb. I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't Sean. I wasn't Tomo. I wasn't fucking anyone. And literally, it's hard when literally that as yeah. well. It fucking completely took out the libido as well. I literally wasn't fucking anyone. I was, fair enough. Like fair enough.
1: I think. <laughs> I think the science behind all that stuff is good. I think, like, we we develop these medicines and we develop these ways to look after ourselves. But I do think, I do believe that there's more that we can do for ourselves before Definitely. we have to go down those routes. And I think sometimes it's really easy to be put on something before you have maybe fully exhausted everything that's available to you i agree on that um yeah and, and it kind of is where i think that's where your lifestyle the, the the things you do to for yourself not for anybody else like the things that you do the things that you work on every day going back to that point about things not being perfect and not being like all over it we don't do that a lot for ourselves do we you know kind of the same people who you, you've you put yourself on the back burner a lot of the time oh, yeah. to make everything else for everybody else good. And then you forget about yourself. And then you don't want to be that guy who's being selfish and just doing what you want to do. But sometimes you've got to. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a huge
0: thing with, with people that suffer, especially with depression. Because it's about you and it does mm. take you into dark holes. You Because it is about you, you, you feel selfish talking about it. Yeah, well, I did yeah, anyway. I so which is which is why, yeah. which is why the massive. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Thanks. Cheers. I'm, I'm not. I'm in. I'm in shit. I'm in shit state. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I think that's when you saw about this in that uh, intro video. I think when you go down that path of saying you're all right, looking after everybody else, you're already going quite far down the hole, and that's where you go. You're probably past the stage where you should be. At asking questions like am I am I healthy in general am I drinking enough water am I doing something have I got a hobby am I doing exercise all these different things that give you positive mental health experiences good things yeah you sometimes forget about them because you're doing other things for other people and before you know it you're deep down the hole and you need dragging out and sometimes there's it's not just your mate who can drag you out you have to go further but I think we've got a lot, there's a lot before that that we can exploit. Oh, and that's, you know, your friends, your family. And, and that's what I see in the military as, as it's become, it's not even like something to talk about anymore. It's just mental health is what we do now. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, many, you know, a long time ago, uh, when we were kind of young in the army, it wasn't a thing. Like no, It happened. wasn't a thing. It's like 100% wasn't a thing. And it slowly started to, we started to have conversations about what's up with him? What is, what's up with him? Why is he being weird? You didn't even know what it was. You're just like, he's fucked up. And you don't know why. Nobody knew why he was like, he's fucked up. Yeah. Now it's good. But we just talk about it. It's not even a thing anymore. It's just part of what we do. And part of what I like about the military is that you can deal with stuff now. You can, that, that's a good whilst thing. you're serving yeah like massively now whereas it's, it's not change I still so. yeah yeah I think I think for like older generation soldiers seniors and, and all that kind of stuff we probably still struggle a little bit with it because it's what we grew up a different way in the yeah, army I, like I, get I get that hard, I get that because
0: I had it when I first came out with the issues that I had I got a lot of shit from lads that I served with in the, in the regiment they were like saying I'm a Like, basically, because I I served in the Air Force Regiment, so we're hated anyway. And they're like, well, you're an easy target now because you didn't do anything in the regiment. It's like, well, just because I've got a mental health issue doesn't mean it's got anything to do with the regiment. But it's mad because I had lads that I served with, the old school lads. Well, I say old school, 2008 they would have started. So not that old school, but still in terms of today. Hmm. Done a bit. Um, they're all saying this, and then you get the the senior like officers, you might say, were sending me fucking emails saying, Tomo, what you're doing is fucking fantastic. Yeah, we yeah. need more of this in the regiment so that people can understand it more. And it's like one yeah. hand I'm getting this prey, the <laughs> other yeah, hand I'm getting fucking it. digged out by absolute turbo
1: cunts. I just I know I do think we're moving in the right direction with it, but it, I still think that it's not always you've got to look after yourself still. So even if you're military and you've got this quite robust system now where you can put your hand up and go, Fuck, I? I talk to someone because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know who do I go and talk to. And we, like me, for example, I, I look after blokes. I'm, I'm part of the chain of command. I'll go, come here. I'll go and have a brew. That's kind of like the first thing we do. And you figure things out. But... There's things that we can look at in ourselves and, and be a bit more honest with ourselves and and do things that will perhaps stop us having to go down that route of medication and seeing doctors. And I think people, because it's such a widely talked about thing now, you forget about the little things that you can do to look after oh, definitely. yourself. Definitely. And you know, there's there's one thing that I've
0: noticed. There's um what's his fucking name? Dr. Alex that's on Love Island. Okay. Island, he's a he's the, the, the new mental health ambassador for fucking what I know the UK you might say, and he does the thing where you take the picture of your pill and you put it on Instagram to try and oh, okay. to try and yeah, normalize yeah, people yeah. taking pills. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: all for that, sure, because obviously a lot of people feel there's a, still a stigma behind it. Oh, you're mm-hmm. fucking popping pills to make sure you're all right. But are you? Also, in turn, doing the little things as well, the support groups, the, the chats, the brew mornings, yeah. the fucking mm-hmm. exercise fucking plans. Even if you're going for a fucking, I I, I chat quite often with um a charity called Tidy Butt, which is a Welsh charity back in the fucking yeah. west. They they're um very close with Mason Jones and Jack Shaw and mm-hmm. uh, Reese Thomas the the blue tick brigade you might want to say and they they help build build it and um i've been chatting to them and they do um the cold water mornings and things like that they go out in the valleys and find fucking lakes and have that shock treatment and have a chat afterwards and then walk home afterwards like they're the things that you need to start with not percent. because i remember when i first went on them and I, i i to be fair i was probably at that point where i needed to do something other than talk because I wasn't yeah. really talking. I was still I had that wall up. Mrs. Exactly like, what I mean. Exactly. Mrs that, was yeah. like, right, sort it out. So I phoned the doctors up um, and they called me in. And when, this is what annoyed me a little bit was I took, they give you a bit of paper and they say, and it's got all these different things on it. Like, do you lose your temper quick, et cetera. So how you on a scale of one to 10, how sad are you on a, and, Mm -hmm. silly little questions it's like hang on a minute i could put anything there
1: yeah and you'd give me
0: a prescription for sterolin or whatever it is yeah Yeah. i was like there's got to be a bit more to it than that
1: you'd 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 like to think there's a conversation like a full-on conversation about you because the conversation literally was about two minutes that's what i don't like
0: and i was like i've spoke more about it in on my own in the early episodes of the podcast, and then I did. The, with the yeah. Dog.
1: Well, we, we, I noticed this with soldiers um, back when the first, thir- when we first, first went into lockdown, my initial kind of worry was, oh, what are the blokes doing? Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not talking about, I do mind. Are but... they, <laughs> like, like, what are they doing? Um, but it wasn't just the lads, it was like my, my friends, my family, yeah. and but military people, we're very regimented and we have a, a schedule, basically. Especially as a as a young bloke or lady, you usually get told where to go and what to do. You yeah. literally get told there's a piece of paper that tells you what to do every single day. And that then becomes what you do. You know, you've been in the army, say a couple of years, I'm like, well, we, I've just got to stay at home. What are they going to do? And we we started a, a little Facebook group um called COVID Runner. And the idea of COVID Runner was to do virtual PT. Um this is an army thing this is everyone this is my friend my friends my family and we basically we made a Facebook group and we I used to go out on a Saturday and do Covid Runner PT and it'd be a Zoom call it was mental. I used to run around with our phones and they, <laughs> they were right we used to have about we used to have tons of people yet yeah, mate honestly tons of people so I'm trying to scroll from, a, I've got all these different squares on my phone of all these different people out running at the same time. And these people aren't runners. they are just like people. But it it was, I recognised that, that we needed to just keep on top of things before people went down the rabbit hole of being sat at home going, this is this is shit, what, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And Coderunner got massive, like hundreds of people on it. And it was so beneficial like for me as well it gave me something to look forward to gave me something to organize and it made made sure i could catch up with all my mates who i wasn't allowed to see anymore yeah and i think it was massive for me and i know a lot of people benefited from it and that's what i was talking about with the little things like taking the time out for yourself to do something you enjoy and have a brew with your mates you know at yep. that time it was virtual so we couldn't have a brew of our mates we couldn't do any of those things but you can still do things to like help you out you can still do things and i'm not you know just getting outside whilst we could massive you know if you're not doing it you're missing out Definitely. It's, it's unhealthy to not just yeah people that, forget about it. that was so a massive just, thing yeah. with
0: with covid itself like we can look back on it now and see the mistakes that the government made and and whatnot yeah. and how the lo- the lockdowns didn't really work. It's made people worse, if anything, me- mentally um, and physically because people weren't you couldn't go to the gym even though it was beneficial
1: to go to the gym and be healthy. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I was pushing to people to go outside because you're allowed to go outside for your physical exercise. Mm. So I was trying to get people to go outside and. If you just tell people, i like, why don't you go for a run? Why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you take your dog out? People like, yeah, whatever, mate. But because we put like a scheduled session where people were saying, yeah, I'm going to join into this call. It made people get off, off their arse. It was like, oh, I'm going to go though because because they're doing it. So if they're doing it, I'm going to do it. And before you know it, like I said, I'm I'm trying to run through the woods and I'm looking at my phone the whole time and I'm falling over, it's raining. Right? But it was brilliant. <laughs> and, it, and it gave people that, little jump to get out. And I think that for me is like the first kind of steps into looking after yourself. If you think you're 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 suffering or you've got something going on, you can feel that something's not quite right. Go and do something. You know, go go and do some exercise, go and take your dog for a walk. Go for a walk on your own. No podcast, no music, nothing. Go for a walk. Before you know it, these people on COVID runner were walking and weeks and weeks later, they're now doing their first ever 5K because I put challenges out every week to oh, everyone, awesome. right? Everyone this week's challenge is 5k best effort. And people from all walks of life are going out and trying a 5k. They've never done a 5k in their lives. It took them an hour. I don't care. Who cares how long it takes? And they were There's buzzing because they're like, no, I did a 5k, did 5k today. And then it got stupid and we started doing silly things. But <laughs> the premise behind it was those was little things that you can do that keep you motivated and keep you happy and sane um before you go down the rabbit hole of being in a in a bad place but like you said at the same time being in that bad place isn't and then having to go and see a doctor that's nothing to be ashamed of like that's oh, not no, of course to not think about. that's what it's there for you know but just look after yourself at the same time and um yeah well that's i
0: i honestly think that you need to see a doctor because who the fuck wants to run an ultra marathon I like them actually I, I think they're alright <laughs> you're not right mate you're not right in the head I had a had a buddy of mine on uh, Jake the other day and he's he does ultramar he climbed Everest as well I've, I've listened to it yeah i listened to this podcast yeah you you're fucking mental but I'm RAF regiment, so I can only do five miles, and then we die. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a tough five miles.
1: So <laughs> not, not everyone's five miles are the same, right? So don't take that stick. Tell them it's the hardest five miles they'll ever do. They don't know. It's a five miles never? I I I realize I I didn't I only started running um, ultramarathons in 2019. So I was I've never done I've done I've done P company I've done all arms P company I've done a couple of like army courses, but I was never. Uh, I I still now wouldn't call myself very fit, um, like especially in running, I'm just not. i was like a guy. I'm just like a bloke. Yeah. When I joined the army, uh, and all through tours, different OTXs, all these different things we've done, I'm just normal. Like nothing, nothing really particularly special about me at all. That's why I didn't get promoted for a, for a very long time. But that's another story. But it was. In Kenya one year in 2019, we uh, we got stuck in a lab for a while, which is uh, like if air-based, it's nothing. It's like a horrible little compound. And we got bored, and ended, we ended up doing a, a half marathon around the camp because we were bored. And that night, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give myself a bit of a mad goal. I'm going to do, do some charity work, because i am not done it for a while, and I love it. I really love doing charity work. Before you know it, i signed up to a 50-miler, I'd never done a marathon or anything like that. I'd never run further. I'd tab 20 miles is basically the longest I'd done, which was P company. So I got back from Kenya and was like, how do you run an ultra marathon? Yeah. What, what is it? What a stupid idea. That's, it started to sink in that I'd signed up to run 50 miles and um, did some training, did a marathon, um, felt good, got to the start line of this 50 miler. You know, I've never been to this. I am well, looking left and right and there's old people, fat people, skinny people, males, females, people with no legs. There's every walk of life. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> smash all these people. I'm like, I'm like fit, I've long. got a fucking maroon lid. I'm going to smash yeah, all I'm, I'm, Look how hard as fuck I am. Watch what happens to you lot. I've got trash. Like all these people at the start line are like, like I said, everything, fat people, old people, and I'm like, look, i gonna see you later. And off I go, I'm running this 50 miler, cruising, did the first marathon. So it's 50 miles, so 26, first marathon. I did it, like, pretty quick. I did it, like, less than four hours. i cruising, I feel amazing. Then it hit me. This thing that happens in the ultra marathon: <laughs> the wall, the pen cave, the destroyer, the wheels came off, everything went wrong, and it took me a long time. And as I'm suffering through these sections – here comes the fat guy. Come on, mate. <laughs> here comes the guy with one leg. Oh on, mate. Here Ooh. comes the, the chick. Like, and I thought, what's happened here? I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. It's different. It's different. And I learned now, I mean, I've done without like sounding like a knob. I don't know how many I've done anymore. You're, you're probably talking since 2019. I've probably done uh it's a lot. It's like double figures at least. Yeah. Uh, so double figures um and i got better at it because i learned the reason that these weirdos do this thing called an ultramarathon these absolute psychopaths is because of that moment that i was talking about the pain cave that that bit that it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you're, you're you know you've done your five mile of death you've done people you're a command i don't care who you are i don't care who you are it gets you it gets you and it spits you out back and you're just a mess. It doesn't matter who you are. And the important bit that I found with ultra marathon is once you get there, cause you'll get there. What do you do now? And yeah. once, once you get through the pain cave, which you'll probably hit multiple times depending on the race. Once you get out of it, it's the best feeling in the world. It's, it's, It's just one of those feelings that it's the same as jumping out of a plane. It's the same as flying across a wadi and a women, you know, it's all that stuff that just hairs on end, prickly and all that kind of stuff. It's addictive, It's so addictive. Because like I said, once you get into that pain cave, you are kind of stripped bare, and there's no one around you. Nobody else can get you through the pain cave and every shit thing you've ever done and every insecurity you've got is there. And it, like, your own worst thoughts, feelings, the demons, it's just you. And it gives you this time to process a lot of stuff. So if you're in the pain cave for a few hours, you've got that kind of monkey on your shoulder telling you you're shit. It's literally telling you to give up. It's like, oh, shit. You shouldn't be here. You sh- you're not even, you know, you're this, you're that. Yeah. And it, you have to beat it. Because if you don't beat it, you don't finish the run. You get to an aid station and go, Yeah, I'm done, mate. Cheers. And you don't, your DNF, do not finish. But if you beat that voice in your head and you finish that race and you get a big massive sense of pride, and you're like, oh, I've done it. That translates to other areas of your life. Yeah. So yeah. when you're in like a bit of a dark spot, when you wake up in that, and you've got one of those days where where you are short-tempered and everything's a bit everything's doing your head in everything's but every little thing is making you want to smash someone's head in because that happens <laughs> that stuff comes back to you and you're like just take a minute just take a minute just take a minute i'm having a shit time which is normal we all have shit times i'm not a weirdo i'm not freak. yes i want to headbutt that person but i'm just going to walk off i going to have a brew think about my life and then i'm going to crack on with it and be the bigger person be the better person and I found that that kind of—it's weird how running has like crossed over into normal life like that for me, and the way I deal with problems and the way I deal with people and my own kind of bad days, you know. Um, yeah, I get. i
0: totally- get it. It's um, I hate running. That I I've always hated running. I'm not built for running. I'm too thick. Um, Snickers, Snickers, not built for running. But when I I do go out and run, I do feel, I hate every second of it. But when I get home, I'm like, I've accomplished something today. Yeah. I do it at work now, every now and then I'll, I'll come out of the office and I'll go, right. I'm going to put the vest on. I'm going to put the fucking pack on. I'm just going to go for a walk and I'll literally go for (laughs) eight, eight to 10 K walk around, around the site, all the back roads in the, uh, uh, fucking nature reserve and all that. Getting Just getting outside. Uh, a lot of people don't realise it. getting outside is so... It's nice. It's so simple. I even it's said so it the other day simple. to, the, to the, the missus and the kids. I went, let's go camping. And they were um. like, no. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> No. they were like, what? It's, it's cold and it might rain. I went, hey, but got yeah. look, we'll be either in a tent or we'll get a bivvy sheet out. I went, oh, it'll be fucking mint. I went, have you ever been out in like the forest and just, or a big open fucking field or whatever, and just looked up and you can, there's no light pollution. Yeah. You can see all the stars. I was like, nothing
1: better. She's like,
0: no, I'm okay. This what? is what I mean about those
1: simple things. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm talking obviously about my experience with running ultra marathons, but I'm not saying people have to go and run an ultra marathon to get the benefit of physical fitness and being outside. No. I'm talking about, like you said, just giving yourself a goal, giving you like like you were talking about there, you stick your stick your day sack on and go, oh, I'm just gonna go out for an hour. No one no, no one cares how fast you do you or how far you go. You couldn't give I couldn't give a shit. No one cares. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's about you. Also it's about you.
0: not professional, so it doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Like I think people get t- like hung up on the idea of oh, if I have to go for a run, I have to like run really hard and fast because yeah. Strava and Instagram are going to laugh at me if I don't do X or Y. Yeah, exactly. No, ignore it. Turn it off. Don't go out. Don't go over watch. Don't put, turn your phone off and go and do it for you. And before you know it, if you go out and do a bit of walk, jog, you know, run walk, I don't care. You might find that you enjoy it because you've not put some extra pressure on yourself. We're not going out to add pressure. We want to take it off. So don't, don't make out don't make up this big thing that you've got to do you know you look at what you google worst thing google what is a good 10k time yes can't can't pretend i haven't done that before everyone's done it i did it because when i was getting ready for that first ultra i was like what's a good time to run 50 miles oh this this time
0: did it come back (laughs) shut up dickhead who wants to run
1: 50 miles yeah just like next, next next (laughs) but everyone does it and it's like no Take the pre- you're going outside and doing something physical to take that pressure and take that stress away yeah. from whatever's bothering you. Don't put extra stuff on there. That's mad. That's the opposite, and that's why people tend to hate running because they'll go out and run as hard as they can for ten whole minutes and pile in. It takes ten minutes and you're done. You're like oh, this. Yeah. I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. Nah, I walk. I mean, people still get freaked out. Now, if I'm talking about my training runs leading up to an ultra, I go off time. So I'll go on a Saturday, for example, I'll run for four hours. And that's that's a loose thing I'm saying there because I actually run the whole four hours. No, I no, take I mean. snacks. I take snacks. I'm not stupid. I'm not running for four hours. What a stupid idea. So I'm going to go out and run real steady and walk up every hill and have lunch at a nice place out of my pack I'm going to sit like you were saying in a big open field or at the beach or in the woods I'm going to have a brew and then I'm going to run the other two hours back home and I feel good you know I feel all that weight is gone so don't, yeah. don't like you don't need to be pressured into it's into crazy isn't it
0: because we live in that life of Instagram and Facebook mm. and things like that and you and you see the people like well, we'll take SAS Who Days Wins, for example. You see Ant Middleton and fucking Foxy and Ollie and M-Lot. And they're all fucking beefcakes that run for days. They don't fucking run for days. Fuck they, off. of them
1: are running. They're, they're not look
0: running. At the, look at the size on the cunts. They're,
1: they're not anywhere. running. They're, they're doing cardio in the gym, which means they go in the treadmill and go, oh, for 10 minutes, they go back to biceps, which I've got no problem with. Good for oh, them. no you got to have the but, gun. but the point is go go and enjoy stuff and i get this the question a lot and and I think you said it to, to the it was Jake is it Jake the guy you were yeah, yeah. everest guy? Yeah. yeah is the why like why do all these stupid things and it, it, everyone's slightly different in what their kind of extreme is and what yeah. their level of stupid is. So annoyingly my level of stupid is now quite high. but that doesn't mean everybody else's level of stupid needs to be that high so it could just be you know it it could just be your your level of stupid is a half marathon, his level of stupid is his first ever 5k, that person's level of stupid is a 100 mile race it doesn't matter what it is go and give yourself that goal and go and do it and enjoy it, that's the thing don't don't worry about it, you're there to enjoy it but, that, but that's that's a
0: that's another a thing that a lot of people don't sort of take on board is that why 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 are you doing it? What is mm-hmm. the purpose of you doing it? Everybody's why is different, like you just I said. think J- just because I guess
1: everyone everyone why because, is slightly
0: different, but yeah,
1: just because um, I've, a, I've lost you there, mate.
0: You've gone. Yeah, I think my internet you froze has been a bit funny. Me. Give it give it a second; it'll catch back up again. It did yeah. this last time. Oh, we love a technical difficulty on the Granite Zero podcast. Is it gone completely? Is
1: that my internet or
0: yours? I can see you again. Fucking thing! (laughs) Um, All the fucking time. I wonder if that will now reset the timer because we're on. Mine still, say,
1: mine still says seven minutes.
0: Ah, that's right. That's cool. I'll send you another um, link in a minute and then we'll con- continue. But yeah, what I was saying was everybody's why is different. You don't have to go, right, Hilly's off doing 100 miles. I've got to do that. No, you haven't. Just go out and do.
1: Nah.
0: Little. That's the that's another thing, especially with like weight, weight loss goals and things like that. Everyone's got this, I need to lose four stone. It's like, okay. That's the ultimate goal. You need now need the little goals yeah. to build up to the big goal. Otherwise, you're not gonna get massive, to... massive thing. And I'm i is a big is... one for that. I, I always set my goals too far ahead, and I'm like, why am I not getting to that fucking goal yet? And then I get fucking down on myself, and then I go, right, stop, fucking readjust. Let's fucking change the sights.
1: <laughs> This is this is again, this is again where I, I'll, I'll draw parallels from when I'm, so when I'm doing an ultra, like for example, if I run a hundred miles, my goal, my big goal is to run a hundred miles. Well done. But guess what? My actual, I just each mile, I just take it a mile at a time. It's not like I'm constantly thinking about the next 24 hours. I'm not because I'm going to be there all day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. so I think, like just take it in turns like if you're on a race where it's got checkpoints if you know each checkpoint is 10k just live in that 10k and get that 10k do everything you're supposed to do in that 10k and that translates then to everything else you're supposed to do if my if my goal is to join the army that's my big big umbrella there it is i'm going to join the army all right slow down all the way back down here what's what's the first step that i've got to do I've got to go to the recruitment office. I've got to do assessment centre. All right, so what have I got to do at this assessment centre? I've got to do this, got to do that, got to do that. Boom. There's your goal. Live in that moment because yeah. that's what you've got to get right. Don't worry about what, what's going to happen when you go to basic training and if, you're, if your sergeant's going to be horrible or not. Don't worry about it. He is going to be horrible. Don't worry about
0: it. He is Live in that trainer. moment.
1: We're in a world culture, so
0: just complain to us
1: <laughs> you, can, you do a red card and go get out but like break it down don't don't get caught up in this massive massive goal it's there and it should always be there in the back of your mind as the why you're getting up early or the why you're doing yeah. extra hours of work or, or the, the why you're studying in your own time whatever your goal is because it's not just just about fitness it could be that personal development that self-development and making sure that you're doing again the things that you want to do right yeah, yeah, so yeah. slow down a little bit and break it down into manageable chunks and you'll find that you can actually do these things
0: but yeah you you hit the nail on the head again there and it and it's draws a parallel to everything in life that we need to slow down and not want everything so fast so yeah big everything, problem now. everything now is well you got fast food fast internet fast cars fast phone fucking instagram everything's fast now
1: you don't yeah. sit down and
0: watch a 20 minute fucking well even podcast now like even most people don't sit down and watch a whole podcast now because they're fucking out that's an hour it's an hour podcast that's yeah. Too long. yeah
1: it's too long i've got things to, to do or...
0: watch the, the snippet it's like my, my buddy mate said to me he said you need to start doing a bit more snippets of your podcast and putting them out more and i went i can't be asked
1: <laughs> but basically, no,
0: that, that's, that's the, the main thing it. it's like oh everybody's watching reels i went yeah but you're not going to get the,
1: the gist of the podcast in a reel but you're right in what you're saying that people can't be bothered to sit and listen to a full conversation they just want somebody to come out with that that perfect goggins line you no know, goggins will come out with something for 30 to 40 seconds it's perfect yeah, this is what it does that's what they do. This is what they they're there yeah.
0: to, to. I I literally listened to Goggins the other day on it was uh an old I was when I was going on my tab, um I had Goggins on uh, Rogan and I was listening mm. I, I listened to the whole three hour fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, he comes out with some fucking shit like constantly. He's like quick fire everything,
1: all the they, story they fucking it.
0: cool. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> but also like. If I wasn't going on this tab, I would be like, I'm not listening to three hours of Joe Rogan. Correct. Which to be fair, I would normally have him on in the background in my office. But.
1: but I'm the same, I listen to I listen to podcasts on my long runs, um, because it keeps me from getting a bit too overexcited. And like if I put fresh yeah. metal music on in you my ear, like, yeah, you put music on and you get fucking
0: yeah. uh Kasabian or something, and it's like, oh, doom, did it? And you're like,
1: fucking yes. Me oh, Fucked. <laughs> but again, this comes back to like, it comes back to like why I like the running thing because I can go out, if I do go out for four hours on a Saturday, which is normally the plan, I'll bang out a whole podcast. And like you're saying, it's not the snippet, it's not that little quality quote that gets turned into everything. It's the whole story, it's the whole understanding of why yeah. that, because that, that point, that little reel has been built up for 20 minutes. They've been talking about say mental health for 20 minutes and then at the end of that somebody will come out with a really powerful summary of that conversation but you yeah. missed the little bits of gold like you missed the little bits that are in there that might resonate with you more than other people yeah
0: I'll, I'll do i'll make little clips of each show i'll do one from the audio and then i'll do one from the the video but it's the reason why other podcasts have so many different snippets and reels and, and things like that is because they have a fucking bloke that does it. Yeah, they've got the editor I've got there, a full-time yeah. job and fucking two kids to
1: <laughs>
0: wow. I don't have a producer that's going, right? I'll sort that out. You go and chill out and have another beer.
1: Hey, well that's that's it now. That's the next step, isn't it? You need a producer in the shedio with his with his, a whole suite of editing software.
0: Oh, well, originally, originally it was my brother, but my brother he has got a fucking... Uh, an annoying job. He's a chef. So he's constantly at work. But he knows yeah. all the technical side better than... I'm I'm fucking techno-mong me. I, <laughs> I, but I used to send it over to him and say, could you sort this out? But then I'd be waiting for the episode to come back to me to put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I found Zoom. And Zoom fucking yeah. edits it all for you. Yeah. So unless somebody makes a huge error in the show, I don't have to edit anything.
1: <laughs> Put it out. Put it out.
0: There have been- maybe we'll sat
1: there. Yeah, you sat there listening to him going, don't say that. Yeah. No, no, let's one. change the subject, let's change the subject,
0: quick. With, uh, with my Mrs. Cousin came in. Because I, I like doing shows where it's just two fucking blokes having a conversation. About anything. Yeah, he, the yeah, fucking yeah. conversation go anywhere. And we were talking about aliens. And he came out with this line and I went, You fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, Why <laughs> have you said that? I went, I've said silly things about trans and fucking oh. And we're back.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize it literally
0: just bins you. It like just, it you're just- get, out. <laughs> get out. Get out. But yeah, I've I've said some silly things before where I thought I might get cancelled with this. But yeah, the thing that he said, I was like, oh god. Yeah, I mean that, that needs editing.
1: I just yeah, I mean that's the weird thing about, I guess about podcasts when you get, when you get relaxed and you get quite loose, and it's not. Let's do thing with these big podcasts. They're people got to remember that they're often paid. They're often promoting. They're. They're not yeah. always there just for, for a laugh. You see that with Rogan when he gets smashed off his face with his mates yeah. versus when he's doing a podcast with someone who's bringing a book out. Very yeah. different, like completely different podcasts. Yes. and I feel like, You know, he's, ne- he's never going to get in trouble, really, because he's, he's Rogan. But it, it can be easy to just forget that this is something mm. that you're putting out for other people to, to appreciate. Because, again, somebody might listen to any any podcast anywhere and go, what he's just said was mental, but I liked it. Yes, like that for me. <laughs> I don't know who he is. That guy's an idiot. But what he's just said works for me. But then you can ruin it all by going blah blah. Saying, yeah, 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 saying so. So I get I, again though. That's a, a shout out to you for putting yourself out there. And when you're talking about really personal stuff like mental health, you can you can portray yourself. You're, you're you're basically putting yourself out
0: there oh yeah yeah i did and uh i have been i have been a target and since since being a target i've also had people come up and apologize to me as well to say look mm. sorry that i did this at the start i didn't understand yeah. i was like all right now you do well done but
1: that's the, and that's the whole point of doing <laughs> it, because it's that it's that, it's giving people information yeah. You know, it's giving people real, real life information. Cause again, we're not, we're, we're normal, right? We're just blokes yeah. and normal blokes aren't the same. We all have different things. We're all fucking you, different, though. mate. We're all yeah. different. So, some people cope with things differently. Some people talk about their feelings. Some people don't. We're all different. You can piss people off just by saying, Hey, I don't mind talking about things. And it, it triggers people straight away anyway. Yeah. And like, just that's one of the same things same. that
0: I like to try and I, I've tried to vary my guests as much as I can at the minute. Um, Cause I found that I was either going towards like fighters or yeah. military, military guys because, yeah. well, I like both. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I find it easier to talk about that stuff. And I was like, and then when I started getting out there and getting musicians on and comedians and, and, well, just fucking Joe Blogs <laughs> down the road, whoever. I would find that I'd get more anxious about those conversations because I don't know where that conversation's going. When I'm yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. my squaddy mates, I sort of know where they where that's going. Yeah. When I have fucking Mason Jones on, I know we're going to be talking about fighting about yeah. what he's doing and things like that. And
1: yeah, so but it's good because you're you're opening yourself up to because remember you're. Again, go back to the very beginning of this, this chat. Do things for yourself as well. Yeah, and like when you sit there and have to listen to some absolute lunatic for the people is we've never met before. Like we we've chatted on Instagram very briefly. Yeah, but you you're, uh, we learn from each other just from a. It's conversation.
0: literally about ninety. I'd say about ninety-eight percent of the people that I've had on the show, I've never spoke to in like real life.
1: And it's nice, isn't it? It's nice to do that because you. Yeah. You you bounce up whether, whether you agree or disagree with each other, you're opening yourself up to somebody's way of thinking.
0: I've I've only ever had one bad interview, and that's been buried. I think you listening to the show, you probably know that I've spoken about that a couple of times. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, but yeah, that's buried, that's gone. That's that's I was,
1: out. I, was, I, was I was waiting for that and it's this one.
0: Nah, this one. As well as one. <laughs> you're all right, you're sound. I'll keep you on, but um even, yeah, it's just it was, that was just a strange one. Like, I'll send you a message for who it was later. But um yeah, that, like if you can't sit and have a conversation with someone, like you, if you not if you don't want to be, then and just say, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's um, it's a strange thing, but just it's about again, it's just about being selfish not looking after yourself. If you exactly. if you don't want to talk with somebody's bullshit, don't do it. Um. Which isn't isn't like the the to-do thing. You're supposed to be super open and stuff, which I get, we've talked about it. But at the same time, do stuff for yourself. And if I don't want to put up with somebody's bullshit, I'm not going to be a knob about it. I'm just going to go, listen, I've got to go see you later. I'm going to get on with my life somewhere. I'm not going to kick off. I'm offended. I good. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: like that. I like that. What what made you want to join the army? do you we'll know what into, we'll get into that bit now why not yeah i
1: mean it's a funny one i always wanted to be um uh you wanted to be in the air force regiment i i didn't get in
0: um uh, couldn't couldn't, do it. couldn't, couldn't uh, do uh,
1: it. not good looking enough uh wow. tiny pain all that kind of stuff um <laughs> <laughs> did, no did i did not it, want to stay in hotels so i did not feel like it oh, um body would, armor yeah apart from my uh apart from my granddad who was obviously in the war nobody in my family was in the army like no, nobody there was no links to it it was a random in the last year of school pretty much I was I was pretty much dead set on being a teacher um that's what I wanted to do and then one day not long after um well basically it's probably you know 9-11 is it was a trigger um where you see we're, we're like we're in the UK, you're proper sheltered from a lot of stuff. Like your life, I was, I grew up in a little northern show, little lovely place, uh, and it was normal. It's like really normal, you know, you had you there's nothing going on. And then when that happened, it made me look at different things. And obviously, I'd, I'd learned about history in school and I knew about war and the army and all this kind of stuff, but I never thought about it. Do you know what I mean? I was never like, oh, that's me. I wasn't that guy who was when he, he was in cadets and all that kind of stuff. And I just one day I said to my mother, I said, I felt I'm going to join the army. Went, you what? I went, yeah, yeah. joined the army. And before you know it, I'm in a careers office. I'm 16 years old, and I'm in the army. That quick, it was. It was GCSEs, army. I'm gone. See you later. That was 19. Yeah, 19 years ago. Um, you know. I, and to this day, I can't answer the question of why. And I, I'm the more I I've thought about it quite a lot. All you think
0: about it, the more it goes. I'm not going to tell you why.
1: <laughs> no, I, I genuinely think I genuinely think it was it was 9-11 stuff. Yeah. I think like, subconsciously, I don't think it, I didn't have this mad moment where I was like, time to go.
0: Like like a lot of Americans did. A lot of the Americans went, we're going. Yeah, 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 Which It wasn't
1: it wasn't like brought that. the nation
0: together. I'll give them that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Even if they did All do right. it themselves. Mm.
1: See, you <laughs> can do it now, that's it. Come <laughs> No, I, I, I still don't know. I still don't really know what it was, but I can't really imagine my life from 16 to, to 19 years later. I don't I don't know what I would have done. I don't I can't see what I would have done because yeah. I feel like this has been my life. And it has, it's been my entire adult life. And I wouldn't change it. I I I wouldn't. You know, i made loads of mistakes and I was I was pretty shit when I first joined. I was really bad. I didn't I, I didn't get promoted to Landshack for over like seven years i was like a tom for seven years not, not i wasn't even like a bad boy or wasn't always in trouble you a grey man it was just shit yeah i didn't do anything i was just not very fit not not very motivated i didn't know what i was doing and then it all the army thing really started to tick in and i started to get it about eight years in it's probably like eight years into the army where i started being good is a strong word but doing stuff I was actually I got it and I knew what I was doing and I was good at my jobs and I was developing leadership skills and management I was in charge of stuff and boom it was that first rank for me the first rank that I got solidified I was going to stay in and I was going to push pretty hard and, and work hard and I, I, again I wouldn't I wouldn't change it I maybe would have got promoted quicker if I could change that because money but yeah wasn't meant to be Fair enough.
0: Like, it's amazing how the career sort of take. I was always supposed to be a lifer. I was always going to be a lifer. Hmm. Um, and then getting married and having my firstborn, I was like, no, I I need to not be here. I need to be yeah. doing. I need to be family man. Um, well, it's
1: it's it's so intense where we are as well with uh, with the brigade that we're in. It's the, the oh, I, obviously all this high readiness stuff. Yeah. which means not only are we constantly kind of doing stuff, but we're always, I've been on like readiness forever, like my whole yeah, yeah. time in the army kind of ready to go. And, it, and it's intense. It's just constant because our, our kind of, um, for those non-military people uh, that the military have to do annual fitness standards and training standards. Very, very basic stuff, but it's every year you do this and you do that and you do this. Next to that is all the mad exercises that you've got to do to be competent at your job. 16 Brigade is double, so like just your standard fitness test. We do it twice rather than just once. It makes sense. It it does, but it it lends itself to this kind of madness that this place is. And When you've been in it for such a long time, it's it's a bit mad. It's it's a really difficult place to be with a family. Uh, I don't have kids. A choice me and my missus made a very long time ago. We don't have kids. I I can see how it's such. It was I and, just, um,
0: like when I when I was even even when I first met her. I I went on. We went to Iraq in 09, which is when I, we were a, a young couple. Then you might say, and even then that was that was hard, and then. Hmm. Got engaged, then got married. Well, got engaged, had our firstborn, and then got married, and like in between that, we did Kandahar, and then I went to Bastion. I was like, this. I I came back from Bastion, and my fucking my eldest didn't even know who I was. She was like, yeah. who's, "Who's this bloke?" But um, it was just too hard, and uh, I, I I had to do it. But previous previous to that, I got I was always sort of pushed down a bit. Which was annoying. I was um I was semi decent at my job. Um I w- I wouldn't say I was outstanding. I wouldn't say was oh, shit. I was sort of in the middle when it came to comms though. I was I was shit hot of comms. I got yeah. I ended up on HQ doing fucking radios and all that. Um uh, yeah. I was the flight signaler for Kandahar and uh, I think <laughs> I was in ba- Basra, but I'm not sure. But I always wanted to then go that step further. I wanted to be TACP. I wanted to be forward air controller every time I put in for it no we need you on the squadron to do this because you're doing it yeah and it's like no I want I want to further my career I I actually wanted to go to 16 air assault I wanted to do that I wanted to be part of the brigade as a forward air controller and then maybe branch out fucking sfsg maybe etc that was my goal and every time I wanted to do it I got pushed back I was like fuck this and then I literally got to that point where it was nah fuck this missus is getting pissed off because I'm coming home I'm not progressing I came off my fucking lance jack course because I got glass
1: ankles well oh. this is it. It, it it's hard isn't it because it what what people don't realise about military service is it's not it's not just the tours like tours tours are the best things we ever do like yeah. hands down like the best things you'll ever do hands what, down the best <laughs> times of my life was,
0: was away yeah I
1: mean forever it'll be with me forever and ever but what what the average person doesn't understand is what, what comes before and after. Yeah. If you're going to deploy somewhere, you are not at home for a very long time before you deploy. Like, you are busy.
0: Yeah, it's literally busy. brief times, isn't it? It's like, okay, you've got maybe the odd weekend here or there, or you may get a, blo- a bit of block leave, maybe a week. Yeah. But it's constantly, you're doing ranges, you're doing live firing, you're going on exercise, you're doing pre-deployment.
1: And, and the thing that's hard to accept for families is that it's necessary. Yes. But you're, not, you're not doing it because you don't want to go home. You're not doing it because <laughs> some 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 knobhead make... Obviously, some knobhead's making it.
0: Definitely. But
1: there's a reason, like, especially if you're going on tour, you need to soak in everything. You know, you need yeah. to do every bit of PDT you can find. But it just makes you busy. And I, I see why that's really hard for people. And I think the reason being in the army so long now for me has been the way it is is because we I mean we've been married a long time don't ask me how long because she'll fill me in if she watches this podcast and I say (laughs) I don't know a long time um but we made that decision and we when we first met she knew that that's what I did and and it's been like that ever since and it's by no means easy um but again that's all the way back to the beginning of the chat looking after yourself and then the the people that are around you is hard when you're in the military because you're, you're often career driven. Yes. The, The military has a reporting system that allows you to progress and you can progress if you're good, essentially. And if you do the things that you need to do to promote, you will promote and you'll move. But if you hold back and don't want to do those things because of external pressure from home and all that kind of stuff that's when it starts become hard and then you have to make a decision of where do I want to be in in, you know five years do I want to be a tom on a gun line somewhere or do I want to be at home and it's hard I get it it's so it's hard and again though for me I'll you know I've got a few years left before I do the opposite now and go oh I need a
0: job it, I, that, I, that's a difficult transition especially for someone who's served as long as you it's what I've never had a job it's like yeah. what transferable skills are you going to take now from from what you do to to well, but like,
1: I say to people all the time I've never had a job like I I it's literally bad. came out well, of the same. yeah I was in the army I was in the army as I the day that my mum my got the GCSE results I was off like I, that was me in Purbright. like I was gone <laughs> and I, I, I don't, you know, it's a scary, scary thought um, changing I, what you've been doing for so long.
0: Definitely. I, I say to my old man now, he hasn't really had a, a proper job. <laughs> he's like... It's it's isn't it? It's, it's he's like, crazy. So my old man did 22 years in the uh, Air Force as a jump instructor. He then came out of that and went into the prison service. And then he came out yeah. of the prison service after 20 years. So he did 22 in the... In the Air Force, twenty years in the prison service, yeah, and now he does. Uh, he's on the circuit doing RST, so he literally sits in a house all the time. It's like yeah, you yeah. haven't had a proper job. I'm not having it.
1: You don't. You've never had nine to five. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Wait, it's because,
0: it's no, because that's a lie. Care. He did. He when he f- before he got his job with a uh, prison service, he did. Uh, he did try and sell insurance for a bit, and he couldn't do it. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, we, I do. On, I'm part of a, a little team on the side for um, a company called B Military Fit, which is um, is it's owned by Bear Girls now, which, funnily enough, but they are have a contract with Captor in the army, and it's trying to get oh, people. That, um, yeah. Bmf. So sort of BMF yeah, yeah, Bmf, and it's I'm I'm dealing with people that are. It's mad because in my own personal life, I'm thinking about the end. Like, I'm, I'm now trying to switch fire to what's going to benefit me and my family, my dogs, when I leave the army. That's what, what what I've got to concentrate on that now. But at the same time, I've got these people who are, you know, age ranging from 16 up to a couple in the, in the 30s, and I'm trying to get them on that first step, which is yeah, like yeah. the assessment centre and army fitness standards. And I'm laughing to myself all the time because I can see – the exact same thing that exactly what they're going through their, their anxiety, their yeah. issues, exactly the same as what I was would,
0: doing. Would you try and do, um, what is it? The, there's a, there's one in, in London, I think there's a, a like a military college. It's like a sixth form college, but you're a yeah, sort a of free, an instructor, yeah. uh, a buddy of mine that I serve with, he's, he's doing really well there.
1: Mm.
0: He was, he was on the elite two squadron, um, <laughs> fake powers. Um. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna cause some
1: fucking rip ripples. That is fake Paris Wait, wait for your comment section. Oh. No, I'm, How I'm dare not saying, you say I'm that? You. We are a maroon machine. I'm yeah. not saying anything. I'm just gonna. I'm just. We'll, again, <laughs> cut, cut. You've done it twice now. Twice um, in this article. I'm album. allowed to. You're I'm allowed. allowed to. To. No, but it's, it's funny. funny. It's funny watching that we have the same anxieties and you know for people who are and this isn't just an army thing go back to what we we're talking about before about doing things for you and 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 even with like you were talking about there with getting out of the military it's a massive step so what you're what we're actually talking about is change and challenge so whenever you've got to make a big decision a big life decision that's going to challenge you and it's going to change everything about you sometimes they're the best things you can ever do Oh, definitely. But they're so good. Like, if you're, again, if you're struggling and you're just stagnant and you're just plateauing in life and you don't really, you, you, you're not doing well, you know, things aren't going well, make a change, you know, do something. And that's what I find a lot of these guys are doing on the on the programme at the moment. They're, I, I want to join the army. They don't, a, a little bit like me, they're, they're like drawn to it. and They don't really know why. Yeah. But they're giving up a job. You know, they've got normal jobs, but they just feel like they they need to do it and I props to these people because i just i just show, i just turned up after school one day yeah. one day I'm at, in school one day i'm like a recruit in burbright whereas when you, you make a big change like that i think it's really uh, scary
0: yeah definitely and there's a, a few people out there i'm one I'm well included it's um a legacy thing as well like i i come my my granddad was in the air force my dad was in the air force and it was like well yeah, my brother can't because he's severely asthmatic. He can barely breathe. It's like, well, it's going to have to be me then, isn't it? I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. And it was, But I had it in my head at a young age. I remember even going into the careers office um, at, at college. And they were going, So, what university are you going to uh, apply for or whatever? I was like, I'm not. I'm joining the Air Force. I was like, I'm only here to get my B tech in sports. I wanted to be a PTI. Because in the air force yeah. you can go straight in. And that was. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. My dad did it, and that was what I wanted to do. Because at that time I was a personal trainer, um, and I was like, "I'm good at that." Went and did the aptitude test, and they were like, "Can't do that, mate." I was like, "What?" I don't test well, basically. So I went into this aptitude test. I looked at it, and I was like, "What, the fuck? what, is, this? <laughs> what is this? What is this? Fuck up But I was—I <laughs> remember sitting there. I remember being in the AFCO, and I went. But I've got higher qualifications than, than, your PTIs. than your PTIs. And they were like, that doesn't matter. I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> in, my, in, <laughs> in a civvy head, it's like, what do you mean?
1: Yeah, because you're, you're, you're doing that massive mistake, especially arming this. You're, you're applying common sense. Yes. If you don't like that. You need to calm down. Stop that. I'm Hulster right, you're wrong. Most of those pistols... You need out, to calm down. Here's what you can do. I was like, "Yes, right." What can I do? But I love it. I love. I love listening to their stories about kind of. I'm just impressed because I've, I've again, i again, I just remember just turning up and doing it, whereas these guys now because this it So I joined. I, I was in the kind of recruiting process in 2001, 2002. So that's when I was going through, and there was nothing like you didn't have. Um, what we do now which is instant access to everything yes
0: yeah
1: i wasn't freaking out about stuff because i didn't know anything i just knew i was going to go and go to a careers office and and then i had to go to edinburgh of all places and leg it round a mile and a half i'd never run a mile and a half i don't know but i'm 16 i just go and run it whatever whereas now because we've got so much information
0: and and you can you can even youtube it you can like go on and go youtube
1: basic training, army, infantry. Everything. Everything. You can find out everything. And that information can often lead to more anxiety. It's doing the opposite of what people want it to do because they want it to say, don't worry, this will be really easy. You can just turn up. it's not, it's people talking in depth about how to run a 2K best effort. Yes. (laughs) And they start thinking about going, fuck strike technique what you're like no stop stop watching this stuff just go and do it just go and give it your best that's literally what recruitment is about what we look at when we see people is people who turn up and give it a thousand percent that's that's the main that's it that's what that's that magic thing and then yes we have a standard that you've got to reach but for the most part if you just go max effort and put it all in you're going to get through you're going to do well and I wish people would stop overthinking things like that. You know, just go and again what we we're talking about before just go and live it, just gonna do it, just go and throw yourself straight yeah, at yeah. it. Because it's so easy now to look at stuff.
0: Definitely in the, in military terms as well. You got you just gotta live the experience now.
1: Especially think,
0: in the fact that all the, the theatres have all sort of calmed down, as it were, at the minute. Not that it's not gonna kick off at some points, because something will happen. But aliens. Yeah. They are already here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? There's more like, I remember my old man saying, my old man, he, he got to he got to see everything. Like mm. he was out in fucking parachuting in California, South Africa, fucking, he basically traveled the world and he was like, I traveled the world. I was like, cool, I'm in the Air Force. So I'm going to travel the world. And I remember getting there and then he was like, right, you're getting ready to go to Iraq. He's like, oh, brilliant. It's a nice part <laughs> of the world.
1: Yeah, lovely, nice. lovely, and then
0: and then the net following year, pretty much almost identical. It was like almost a year straight on. You're going to Kandahar, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan. Sorry. Like, oh, oh, brilliant! It's a lovely
1: place.
0: Then we had a, we had a brief period where it was like, oh, just chill out for a minute. And it's oh, you're going to Bashir? Oh,
1: brilliant! I mean, again, though, I, I wouldn't to, to the people who are I'm sure like some of the guys I've been here will listen to this. It's like again, I still wouldn't change anything. I've done. Something. I'd love to go. I, w- I would go back and relive it if I could. Um, well, I'm, I, you know I'm, it's definitely changed it's definitely changed a lot in a lot of ways it's changed for the better um, you know like we were talking about at the beginning the soldiers are, uh, are looked after very differently to, to when I was a Tom you know it's very different and that's good in a lot of ways because people are different and, and we, we have to look after people in, in the way that they need it not the way that I decide you know, I, I'm not the be all and end all of everything yeah, We're all different. So it's good. It's a good thing. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Like, like, your, like your old man saying, I'm mad stuff. I've been all over the place. And um, they're experiences that have shaped everything that I'm about. And even, even now, as I look towards the end, I can take all those experiences. And let's not talk about like the qualifications that I'm taking over. I'm going to have 22 years of mad stuff. To draw on all the time, and what that offers to a lot of people in in the normal world, it, it's almost invaluable sometimes because oh, yeah. you can't buy that stuff. You can't go to university and learn how to deal with people in the most intensive situations. No. You know, it's very, very, is a very different environment to learning, you know, theory. To actually being in charge of other humans that are actively engaging with other humans that aren't very nice, like yeah. there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of pressure, and and that is you know life changing stuff, isn't it? It's just so important. And, and again, I'll take that. I apply it now. I apply it to everything, and it, and it still works. So join, it's good. There you go. there's my recruitment ad. Done. Boom. Boom. Is, it, is the recruitment advert still fucking
0: really shit? Like you're a gamer, you've got a job here.
1: So do you know what's funny? So uh those adverts were actually in in capita's eyes and the army they worked because their the recruitment did go up through those yeah. adverts. So it's us lot, it's us lot that don't like them. Ah that they... <laughs> Like we don't like. I don't like them. I mean they're terrible. Yeah. But it worked because, and again, this is where we are. You've got to look now past what we think at to what. Who are we recruiting? I'm not trying to recruit you. No, I'm not. No no no. no one (laughs) would try and recruit recruit me anymore. We'd be shit. But we've got to look at these people and go, well, this is what. This is the generation that we're recruiting. This is what drives them. And it did work, and it does bring those people in. What then has to happen is we are trying... We, you're, the army is at this point where it's it's got its model of what we need to achieve and what we need to do. Mm. And we've got these people coming in, and it's about meeting in the middle of getting the best out of everybody whilst not making it absolutely shit for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because
0: obviously... Well, you, I'm trying to word this right because you don't want everyone to be the same, but also you do need everyone to be the same.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you do. And again, in in
0: terms of, we're recruiting you because we need you to be to do the job. You're an army. If we say infantry, because that's my background. If you're an infantry soldier, your job is to kill people. Yeah, that's basically the job of it. Whether you do it or not is not. So trying to recruit someone in that's not that minded and then trying to mould them.
1: Well, again, I go back Is is
0: there a big turnaround with people coming in and going out or leaving basic training? Yeah, so
1: it's different. It's different to... um, I think the, the stats would show that people are joining for different amounts of time yeah um whereas i'd say the average person who joined up when i did was a lifer so every, it was uncommon to have people who didn't sign up for forever basically whereas people are, are smart now they're savvy about things and they they look at they plan things different because like we said yeah, before yeah. information's there to understand and digest i think i think what's interesting is is exactly what you've just said where when you join the army, whatever your cat badge is, not just the army, to be fair, but like whatever you join to serve, it is just that. We are here to serve. And the mission of the military, and again, let's let's go with big goals and then little things, the army's mission, the UK's mission, and then your individual cat badge and unit's mission. They're all linked. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to Gunner gonna Blogs, this guy who's just joined. Well, let's use me as an example, because you're talking about molding people. It took me seven years. Yeah, like I, I got in the army, and it took me seven years. And in that seven years, I've been on tour. Like I, I did Herrick Four, which and Herrick Four was like the Wild West. You fucking yeah. sweat. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm sweating, I'm sweating. But like it was. It was crazy, and it still took me a long time to develop into what the army deemed as the right person. So yeah, I think yeah. we have to be. I think we just have to adjust what we think. So as, as a person who sees brand new people come to a unit, it's going to take time. Some people are in it straight away, like, that guy, yes. Like, they, they're all over it. Some people, like me, take time. And that yeah. hasn't changed. It's just the way we now have to not mould, but, I'm trying to think of the word, is progress these people and develop. Yeah, I get that. It's not about, it's not so much about locking people in a cage and shouting at them anymore. It's, getting them on, a, on the right path to where they should be. Because we, as the military, have got, a, you know, the standard. This is where you'll be. And we just have to get them there. And some people take longer. And that's okay. You know, that's okay because we're all different again. Um, some people would disagree with me. Some people would be, you know, it's, it's hard. It's just hard. It's hard to get. We're, we're to living really hard times, though, at the minute.
0: And it's it's kind, yeah. of, kind of makes you think, like, with with people now looking well i'm going to try the army for a bit and then i'm going to come out and i'm going to go and do this job etc etc i want that little bit of life experience it's it's almost as though it's like shall we bring back national service mm. so that kids come in do that chunk if they want to stay and be a lifer then you sign on if not cheers for your
1: time yeah, there you go. It's, it's an interesting concept because I know a lot of people talk about, and they 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 straight away, and I've already done it on the on the chat today, is talk about generation. Well, my generation was this, and yeah. This generation is this. So I think because my generation were all nails, I think this generation should get a kick up the arse and go national service, and they'll stop being little shits. So I understand that point of view. I do. Because this, but I'm also can't... I'm also looking at it from. A professional point of view with what I do for a living and I'm going, I don't want people who've been made to come and yeah work. I,
0: I also yeah I do get that side yeah. of it, it. Which is, you're made this to is the do two... something
1: yeah if, like, for example just...
0: we'll take my brother for example if my brother ever got made to do anything he digs his heels in and he becomes a complete cunt. For example, yeah. me and my dad support Man United my brother supports Arsenal and it it all came down to a, a game when they we were kids my dad was like, You're supporting Man United in this game. And my brother looked at the TV wow. and it was Man United Arsenal and he went, No, I'm gonna support Arsenal. Because my dad said you're doing that. So he's one of those. And you would get a load of kids that the vape brigade and that you see out, out of school rocking Yeah, and, and again win. And... Why do they vape so much?
1: I'm a bit confused about vaping. Yeah. But I don't smoke either. I've never
0: smoked. No, I don't but... smoke. I, I, I'll have a, the occasional cigar on a special occasion. Um, we've, we've all never. I've never been. A I've, never been a, I've never been a smoker. I've never been a vapor. And I literally pick my my girls up from school, and the secondary school are coming out, and they all get out of school, and they pull out these fucking vape sticks. It's, like, and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you Smoking. doing that? It's like I have never ever been at school, and the cool kids smoked. Yeah. Or, or did a bit of weed, sure. But even then, they weren't like just fucking blazing up constantly. It cracks me up because I, I don't get it.
1: I mean, I just, I am just not. You look like back. a cunt though, don't you? <laughs> you're like, why are you do just have a fag at this point? <laughs> but I'm not kids, kids, listen, if you're watching, don't go out and have fags. They're Very not allowed,
0: They're not allowed to watch. You've got to be 18. Good little bastards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, it's interesting, in it? And it, again, you talk about that, that you're. When you, when you were in school, it was this way. When I was in school, yeah. it was this way. Me was in school. She was in school. Now, the guys are this way. And instead of what we do, which is start to kick off about and say, let's throw everybody in national service, get them thrashed, make them understand what it's like to have a hard life. Uh, I get that. And I think about it all the time when you've got, like, I'll make a mistake of watching, like, a police program and some little chabby bastard will spit on a policeman. And I'm like, oh, this is why know? I'm not a policeman.
0: It's so why yeah, I'm not pleased because each place I literally can I get it at work, mate. I, I do. We. I'm a site security manager now, so um, we have to deal with youths regularly. And it's mm-hmm. like you go and talk to them and say, "This is private land. Can you please move?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "Who the fuck are you?" So yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I remember once I took my camera off when I was an officer. <laughs> when I was an officer, not a manager, took my camera off, and I was basically
1: I had a little word with him. and and i get it and i get it that these people are the way they are now now that doesn't mean that something like uh service wouldn't be a bad thing because you see some of the best soldiers i've ever known are absolute maniac spastics like if they weren't in the army yeah like they're either dead or in prison i don't know i don't know that they they are made to be in the army because it gives you free meals a day, gives you somewhere to live, and a bloke literally writes out on a piece of paper what you're going to do for the week, what you're going to do for six months for a year. Yeah. And, like, and if you yeah, do step out of line, you're in the shit. Yeah, you get, yeah, you get in trouble. And it's, not, and it, it's and, not like a little bit of shit, you're in the shit. Yeah, and, and some people need it. And again, I'll go back to that personal experience of me where a lot of my, I mean, I've never spoken to them about it, but the people who were like my SART majors when I was a Tom, probably thought i was just gonna leave because i was rubbish they were probably waiting for me to fuck up so they could get rid of me but once i'd been given a bit of responsibility and actually found my feet you know i'm here 19 years later and that's what a lot of these people can do that they that lads and ladies who are thinking about it you you know give it a chance because it might be the best thing you ever do Um, possibly could be would would conscription do that i don't know I don't
0: know. We had, we had a lad on our on our basic training. I won't I won't name him just in case he does this, and I doubt he does. But um he was he was so shit. He got recoursed I don't know how many times, but he ended up on my course, made it all the way to Exercise Amiga, which is our final exercise. And he fucked up again, standard. <laughs> but I remember having a chat on the uh, on the on the end of course piss-up, I went what's happening with so-and-so then? And he was like, well, we all had a meeting from the like the headsheds down to the fucking corporals. And, like, we all had a meeting. And it came out that it was actually cheaper to pass him out because obviously all the money they put in into him getting recoursed and recoursed and they've spent, well, I, I can't remember how much, it's like 30 grand in it per soldier, Spentily, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But every time he got recourse, that's another... another another right, load. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's actually cheaper for us to pass him out into a squadron than it is for us to like kick him out of the military. It would have
1: like,
0: so what, what squadron have you sent him to? And they went, well, we're sending him to, um, Queens color squadron because they will definitely get rid of him if he's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna like. We'll quickly, if you don't mind, we'll just change. I've just noticed we've only got like one minute thirty. Are we? Do you want to do another one?
0: Yeah, I'll ping it. I'll ping another one over, and then uh, we'll do a quick. So I guess
1: one. The, the only thing we've we've not talked about is um, that kind of the, the marathon dissolve stuff that I didn't know if you wanted to. Yes, well, we'll,
0: we'll speak about that. So what I'll do? Oh, what have I fucking done here now? There we go. I'll ping it over. We'll get onto that, and then uh,
1: we'll call it quits.
0: We'll call it quits because I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta make some bolognese. I've just noticed what time it is as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's up to you. We've got, we've got, we can either do another or whatever you want to do.
0: Well, well, we'll ping another one over, get that started, and get get this marathon speak out so that you can uh,
1: chat away on that, and then uh, close it up. All right. I'll see you in a minute. All oh, right, dude. Testing, testing.
0: Absolute pro at this now. Yeah,
1: no. So I'll I'll be quick because quite a few I, I had friends message and, and talk about it. people people are, are loving this chat about that race in particular um, and why I, I just wanted to link it to the stuff that we've been talking about yeah, yeah. throughout the chat because again whatever your whatever your challenges or whatever your kind of comfort zone is I think getting out of it. And, and literally smashing it to pieces in some cases is the best thing you can ever do. Um and having goals and, and a why it is super important. And my why for most of the dumb stuff that I've done has been charity work. Uh 90% of it has been for m- mental health charities, military charities as well. Um, whether it's things like we did, we raised tons of money to keep a zoo open or and during lockdown, we raised over 11 grand for a zoo or doing back to back marathons for uh, suicide prevention. You know, there's all these different things, and the common thing, theme through it is you give yourself a, a reason why, uh, yeah, yeah. parallel to your goal. And when I did got into the Marathon des Sabs, the Marathon des Sabs is uh, 250k across the Sahara Desert, uh, it's basically seven days of running, and you carry all your food and equipment for the whole seven days so you don't get a resupply of anything the only thing you'll get is bottles of water at the checkpoints and you sleep on the floor under a little tarp that isn't there by the time you get back because the sandstorms have knocked it down um and it's commonly known as um the world's toughest foot race and i found it to be one of the most it was massive for me but you know i had this goal of raising money for a charity but secretly it was and a lot of people don't admit this, but when they do charity work, it's quite selfish. You, yeah. you do charity work because a yes, I want to raise loads of money from charity, but B, I'm doing stuff and I want to add that energy to it because yeah. I do it. that's what people forget about. And I go back to the beginning, do things for you. And um, when when I was talking to sponsors about kind of getting out to the MDS, one of the main things I talked about was trying to recapture. Feeling from all the way back in say Herrick Four, where I was living in shit on rationed water and for for like upwards of 20 hours a day, you were massively in the shit. Yeah. But the other side of it is the bits that other people who aren't military and and haven't been on tour don't understand is the bits in between all the being in the shit is that camaraderie of sitting in the fob or sitting in the PB with nothing no phone, no internet, no food. Just with your mates, these, these people that you'll never, ever forget. And, and having, there's nothing better than sitting around Hexy TV, isn't there? There's literally nothing better. Yeah, just chatting shit. Yeah. And what the Marathon de does is it gives you these stages where you've got to run for the day, and then you get back to the bivouac, and you've got a little tent, and you don't really know the people that you're going to be in a tent with. You have eight people starting this tiny tent, and you the tent, it's not a tent, it's literally a tarp. Um, and it's so small that you're all touching. So when you sleep, you're you're touching each other. And for like you were talking about taking the, the wife and kids camping, they're not into that. No, no. <laughs> so if you're like a normal person you've now got to sleep in a DOS bag touching someone, they freak out. Like it's it's not normal. You've got shit in a bag, there's no toilets, you just have a poo bag, like for your dogs, you just poo in it. There's no, there's no there's no nice food, there's no, no one looks after you, it's just you. And it massively struck that chord for me of what I had on those early tours of being just bare bones. And I loved it I loved every minute of it. And it it hammered home that thing that I've been trying to push to people, which is get out of that comfort zone and do something that you you are genuinely scared of being able to do. And I know that's in levels for different people, but I was genuine, I genuinely thought I did, I there was not it wasn't 100% that I'd be able to finish the marathon, 100%. No way. It was definitely in the air. Whereas I do an ultra marathon now, I'm I'm pretty much going to finish it. I'm not going to, I'm going to finish it. Whereas the MDS, you know, you're talking 40 degree heat, 18 hours of running on some days across awful terrain. You're going to pile in. Everyone is. And it's what you do afterwards that finds it. And that, that just Get out there and try that stuff, and again, that could just be your first ever 5k. It could be the first time you jump on a bike and do some mad down or mountain biking or something, it doesn't matter. But I know a lot of people are interested in, in the why, and I think the charity stuff is super important. We've all, if you're going to put your energy into doing something mad like an ultra marathon, do it for yeah. charity. Yeah, do it. For, you're already going Probably to do either. it. We've all got an ability to help other people and make money for other people. It's not about you. You're doing it for the the run is about you or the event is about you. That's your, but at the side of it, you can make a lot of money for people who fucking need money. Um, and people listen, just put yourself out there, you know, have have the balls or, or just have the the courage to do something. You're not sure you're actually going to be able to complete. Definitely. And yeah, it's
0: the old saying, and you You've got to embrace discomfort.
1: Because once you're it,
0: once you're comfortable, things get easy, and then you just fucking chill out. It's like uh, Goggins said: Goggins doesn't run because he's a good runner; he runs because he hates it. Yeah, yeah. He say he hates running. He just never liked running, but yeah, he runs fucking ultra marathons and he's he's unreal. In well. Moab,
1: fucking two hundred or whatever it is, and all that. Exactly. So, yeah. I just, yeah, just like a, a clear shout to people: go and embrace it, embrace that kind of difficulty, and sign up for something that you're not sure you can do, and go through the long nights and the early mornings of getting ready for it, and and that little bit of trepidation. I've the nails.
0: I tell you what, I really enjoy as well is when because I did a, I did, I've done a Spartan race, I did um, white collar boxing, I've done the football match, which we should be trying to do another one at some point. But in terms of the the individual events that I did, the the Spartan and the boxing, the training for it was what I really enjoyed because I had that yeah. goal. I've got a fucking race to do at the end. I've got to fucking beat someone up at the end, which I did. Um, <clears throat> knocked him out, just saying. Um, <clears throat> but it was like for the boxing, for example, I put myself into a fight camp. There was a lot of people that didn't train in the same way as what I did. I was doing fucking two-a-days. I was mm. fucking going out on runs. I was fucking well, this is it. it's because shadow you've boxing that. in the kitchen yeah. for no reason, which I still do because yeah. I don't know why I can't get out of that fucking thing.
1: Kettle falling,
0: fucking shadow boxing. So.
1: <laughs> but you've given yourself a goal and you've got a time limit on it. So you, and once you tell people that you're doing it, that's yeah. you, like you're in it now and it gives you that purpose. So again, back to that beginning of the conversation with covid running and all these different things we were doing if you've not got a goal or you've got no clear defined reason to do stuff you won't do it every excuse that comes knocking i'm not going to get up at four in the morning to go and run two hours before work if i've not got a reason to do it no one will people don't do it so give yourself something give yourself a goal and a purpose before you know it you're you're up every day you're training twice a day you're doing whatever it takes because when it comes to race day or fight day or whatever it is you're 100 fully prepared and then the event it's good the training was the the events that yeah the events the 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 nice bit yeah you enjoy it like i was prepared for marathon subs so i knew that i was physically good and i also knew through training and doing other races when i hit the pain cave which i did multiple times every day for hours at a time i was mentally prepared for what it was going to put me through and there was i knew i wouldn't break i knew it There was there was whatever happened i was not going to break i still didn't think i was 100% going to finish the race but it wouldn't be my mental strength that broke my legs might fall off but it was i was prepared and i think Put yourself out and do that kind of stuff and it's massive. It's so good for yeah, you
0: yeah definitely. it is a quick one though for you when you were doing the event, could were you able to like soak in where you were because obviously you're in a fucking Sahara desert which yeah, is question. A, an amazing sure. sight on its own so, so David you're in your you're in so much discomfort you're running through it
1: yeah you yeah. ever will so, um, and just go this is, this is fucking beautiful out here yes so i made I, I made a conscious decision on day one i i ran pretty hard so day one was a short you don't find out the route the distances the elevation the sand you don't know anything until you get there so i got there on a day one it was quite a short day i thought you know what i'll go at it i'll run pretty hard so out of the 1280 people that started that day I ran hard and I finished in the top 150 yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm fit. But when I was, I was the first one back to my, my little tent and I sat there and my tent mates came in and went, Oh, did you see that bit, that, that, that bit. And did you see that feature in this? And I'm like, I don't see nothing. Do you know what I looked at? The bloke's back, the ladies back in front of me and the ground and the, and then I overtook and I was gone. I didn't see nothing. And I kicked myself and I went, stop. Now what I'm going to do, middle of the pack. It's going to be hard because it's not nice, but I made a conscious effort to stand still every now and again and just go, yes, yeah, it's mental. I mean, sometimes I didn't have a choice. We climbed like, <laughs> like 10K of sand dunes, which destroys you. And then you've got to climb a mountain. You get to the top of the mountain. I'm taking a moment because I might die. My lungs <laughs> are here. Like I'm, I'm taking a moment. But i made sure you're exactly right and that's that goes part and parcel with what we're talking about is remember you're doing it for you and it's not just about n- n- no one cares where you finish on them yeah. you're not gonna win it you're not gonna win it so yeah, yeah. Enjoy
0: the, moment. the reason why i sort of asked that is because i i used to do it when we're out on tour where you'd look out and you go wow yeah look at that and i've literally just popped into my head there speak about you doing these fucking crazy runs and whatnot he does it in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Where yeah. he talks about his experiences that he's been, he's been from fucking some experiences, that fucking bloke. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, well, he's yeah, like yeah. I'm in Vietnam and it stops raining and I can see the stars when the clouds go and he's like, or I'm running through the fucking desert and it's, you know, he's like, oh fucking, yeah. You've got to yeah. do it. And,
1: and even, yeah. even, even in the UK, when I've done stuff in the UK, you know, I've, I've had to take a moment just to appreciate what I'm able to do. Like, okay to take a moment to just sit back and and actually blokes we did this right at the beginning of the podcast when i said well done you're like yeah you yeah, know yeah. we don't allow ourselves to feel good and be proud of something that we've achieved so every now and again i'll stand there and be like this is this is good and this is i'm i'm hammering this is i'm happy i've yeah. raised loads of money for charity i'm on top of a mountain in the sahara or i'm i'm 20 hours into a 24 hour run in the UK and I'm, I'm working, I'm in pain, I'm broken, but I'm still one foot in front of the other. I'm going to give myself a little moment here and say, Hey, hey well done. In the back, my man.
0: Give now I'm going in to get part. on with
1: it. Now I'm going to get on with it because we get a bit funny about self praise, but people should just go and try this stuff because it's, and you don't need to be super fit. You don't need to be a superhuman to do any of the things I've done. A hundred, you don't need to be an athlete you don't need to be a runner a soldier and you don't need none of that you just need to have a reason and a goal and embrace what's going to happen and come out of it the other end a, a way stronger individual maybe not physically because your knees and ankles are broken but your mindset will be like bulletproof and it's it's invaluable Built, build the callous
0: mind as our man Goggins would say correct, correct. what what's next for you
1: what have you got next we're gonna do some normal-ish ultras for the rest of the year. So I've got three booked in at the, three at the moment, I'm doing one for um with the, we're gonna walk around London for 48 hours. That's coming up soon. Um, I'm gonna do a 24 hour event, gonna run for 24 hours straight in August. Um, and every year at one of our local race companies, a good friend of mine, Pete and his wife, Bev, do a Remembrance Ultra Marathon. Um, we take a gun down there, take one of the light guns down there, we fire it to start the race. And then it's six hours around a six mile loop. Um, so I'll be doing that. And then quietly bubbling away is probably the the, the plan for something big in 23. Um, I'd quite like to run across the Arctic. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. I don't
0: know why, but I had it in my head earlier in the episode. I was like, I wonder if he's going to try and run across
1: the Arctic. That's probably it. And I think the planning, I'd like to do it, but I don't know how I'm going to do it Um, because stuff like that is more expensive. Um, So I'll put something together, but I think that is the next big goal. And that then might be time to like can it because I might die. Uh, and we'll see. But that is what I want to do. And that'll be a big, big old event for charity. Um. I'll keep that people posted. So if, if anybody knows anybody who lives in the Arctic, that would help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. hi mate. i am right? just, just gonna run in a minute. Can you, got, you got a brew? Oh, because I am freezing. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll we will see. But yeah, that's that's gonna be the big plan, I think. When when that happens, I'm not sure, but um that'll be a big that'll be a big doom. I'm really looking forward to it, and that'll be a big challenge. I think. With the right sort of... if you
0: Get the right charity and the right sponsorship. I'm sure we could fucking get that.
1: I think it can happen. I think it can. It's just going to take a bit of work. Uh, it's got to be safe. You know, the MDS is a very expensive race to enter, but they have two helicopters flying around at all times. Yeah, of course. i told amounts of medics and dune buggies flying about. If I just fancy legging it across the Arctic on my own, that's not going to go well. I'm going to need... <sighs> Something. So we'll
0: see. We'll see. But I'm excited.
1: We'll see.
0: It. We will see. Still, been my fucking privilege, my honour to have your mind.
1: No, I'm you. having it. No, how, how dare, you. dare you? Cut, <laughs> <laughs> um, mate. Honestly, I love it. Good chat. I know we've chatted for way longer than we thought we would, but um, Don't I'm happy. Uh,
0: yeah, that's and that's a signs of a good, good show. If it, if it goes on and on and on,
1: mate. It's my pleasure, and I'd love to do it again. So. Definitely. You know, good luck with everything, and I look forward to seeing how big it gets. And when you get your editor with all this software, it's going to be amazing. I'll go big, and then it'll be my actual job, and then I can just chill out. I can't <laughs>
0: wait for that. That's the dream. That's the dream. All right, mate. It's been an Catch absolute pleasure.
1: See you, mate. All the rest of your night. <laughs> Bye, mate.